Welcome to the Gym Life Podcast. All right, welcome to episode three of the Gym Life Podcast. My name is Mike Mackerlain, president, co-founder of Gym Supplement Science. As always, got our main man, Mikey Mann here, senior video media director, as well as PK. PK, why don't you tell everybody what the heck you do around here? I am the creative designer for PhD You guys speaking to the microphone. Though. I am the creative designer for PhD Fitness. There you go. That was magical. It's like, okay. I told him it's not going to be like a duet, you know, to where we're going to be, but we do have to share the mics because the other <laughs> mic wasn't working. So, well, hey, welcome guys um, to another episode of Gym Life Podcast. As you guys know, so this podcast is pretty much just uh, discussing a lot of stuff that just goes on around here at the office, as well as um, things within the brand and kind of the community, the culture that the, uh, the sports nutrition supplement brand that Dr. Jim Sapani and myself started back in 2013. So I always like to kind of bring in people who are within the organization. Um, Mikey is the whole reason why we even have the ability that we do on the technical side to kind of do some things. So he's always with me. He's been with me since 2014. Um, so really kind of a pioneer of the industry uh, with, with what we've done in the industry. So we've seen a lot, heard a lot, been around a lot. And uh, PK has been here, I think it's year three, right? Yes, yeah, is uh, coming up on year, year three. Um, so... Kind of lean in. Yeah, kind of got to lean in when you talk. Yeah. And kind of come out, right? Yeah. So it's 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 been a good run, but it, uh, that's <laughs> you know, Talladega Nights was like, I don't know what to do with my hands. That's kind that's of that's what PK right. reminds me. You it, know, it was t- I I thought it was going to be a lot better set up. Like you're you're nervous. I mean, he's grabbing onto the chair right now. If you guys, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mike's my Mike might pull something on me. You know. That is true. You do that. You do that a lot. Like sitting this water close, jugs, you never know. I know. You know, randomly. And, uh, <laughs> I do have coffee, but I'm it's in, not I hot. I'm in enemy territory now. What are some of the things that you're seeing now? I mean, I can give you my opinion all day. Right. Um, but in terms of like what some of these other brands are doing and how they're kind of getting into the marketplace, Mike, I'll be interested in your, you know, your take on it too, because we see a lot of these YouTubers, right? And, and these guys hear me talk about all the time, guys. It's like the, the, the landscape of information has changed dramatically and it's accelerated so fast that I think there's a lot of, and we hear this word all the time in, in the culture, you know, disinformation and misinformation. And so you guys understand the, the, the difference between those two words, right? Misinformation is just people who are misinformed because they don't have the facts, right? So disinformation is purposeful, right? A purposeful piece of bad information or inaccurate information being presented to the marketplace for some type of position. And we see that daily in the supplement industry. And that's important, right? It's important to understand not only like who is behind the brands, right? But more importantly about what they stand for, what gives them the credibility to have the opinions that are supported by facts. And I think even right now, I mean, look, I'm not going to get into it here, but there's, you know, couple brands out there and there are some owners who are in some deep shit, you know, and I think it, I'm and, and I know some of these guys and I'm not going to get into, you know, who they are and go down that route. It's not, it's not our, um, it's not our goal to try and knock against brands, but it's like, if I am going to be taking products, I'm fucking putting into my body and there are people going to jail because they develop products that they put some shady shit in. I'm never fucking buying that product from that person ever again. It's like, I mean, how are you going to sit there and invite somebody over to your fucking house when you know that they've been robbing your neighbor for the last 10 years and now all of a sudden they're fucking a changed person, but now they're No, dude, they don't get invited back to dinner. Mm -hmm. 
And then when your shit's missing, you're going, well, fucking who took it? Give me a break, you know? And that's the type of stuff that really upsets me. And, and to be honest with you, that's exactly the reason why Jim and I started the brand was because the same thing was happening 15 years ago. It's literally the same people and no joke. I mean, there's folks out there. I could go into stories about every single person and, and influencer out there, a person of, you know, who has some type of, uh, you know, credibility and I could get into it about that, you know? I mean, I'll be honest with you, like Mark Lobliner, you guys probably know Mark Lobliner, right? Okay, Mark Lobliner, I knew him in college, so you guys know. He and I both went to Calu, Cal California Lutheran University. His wife was actually my next door neighbor, okay? And not saying anything bad about Mark, but I've known Mark for a long time. Mark was actually the guy who I replaced at Muscle and Fitness, okay? And so, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of stories I can get into about Mark, but I've known these guys and these characters for a very long time. And let me tell you something. The thing that really pissed me off about Lobliner was that here's a guy who was a part of this weeder crew, right? And he actually did a YouTube video many years ago. And he was talking about like, hey, you know, the weeder, the weeder guys. And he, he was talking about my, myself and Stepani and Lia Clark and Richard Hart and James Grage, who you guys may or may not know some of these names, but James Grage was the guy who started BPI with another guy called Derek Edinger. So James was really kind of the face of BPI. He, he you know, but what's funny is about James is I started a, a series with James on muscleandfitness.com that I called the MNF Lab Rat. And how did that start? It was because I started a series called MNF Raw with Jim, where Jim was the scientist putting together the, 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 the programs, the prescriptions for supplements and all that. And then James was literally the guy who was executing what Jim wrote about from a program uh, design standpoint, taking the supplements, taking the nutrition. And we, it was actually like our first um, transformation kind of challenge. So the first program we did was Showtime. And James, this is when he was starting BPI because I helped him out a lot starting BPI. So he was called the MNF Lab Rat, and he was doing Showtime, was the workout program. He documented for four weeks. Now, James has a great physique, and the guy, he knows what he's doing when it comes to training. Like, he's not a, you know, he's actually a very intelligent guy, and I have a lot of respect for James. I love him. But these were the guys who I kind of, like, was learning from back then and working with. But Lobliner, for example, was... He, he would talk so highly about Jim, right? And about how much he respected Jim. And, and, and truth be told, Lobliner was the one who actually walked me upstairs my first week at Muscle and Fitness and introduced me to Jim. Because I was coming in to replace Jim. So it was about six months we, we were working together. And so, you know, and I'll give Lobliner credit. Like he was, you know, kind of showing me around. But the thing about it was that he went off and he, you know, then he went and he worked for Vince Andrich who is our chief brand officer now. And so Vince Andrich at that time uh, was running InStone, which was Sylvester Stallone's line. Mark went over there to be the marketing guy. And I'll be honest with you, it just didn't last too long, right? And then from there, he called Lia Clark, who was my boss, who hired me, and Lia got him involved with, you know, getting uh, involved with Cyvation, Cyvation and Primaforce, which... I think he claimed to own at some point, which he didn't. It was actually owned by a guy named Mike McCandless who owned Bulk Nutrition. And now Mark fucking hates Jim. 
for whatever reason, right? I mean, he's talked so much shit about Jim and oh, he's not. I mean, when the bodybuilding.com thing came out, it was like the, the true colors came off. Everyone was kissing Jim's ass, kissing my ass in terms of, oh, these guys coming in the marketplace, shaking up. And as soon as like the bodybuilding.com thing hits, like that's when you find out who your true friends are. And I'll never forget like Mark, you know, just firing away um, because Mark, Eventually now he was involved with Tiger Fitness, which was a retail, an online retailer. And he really wanted the gym brand to be brought in. It was before he started his MTS nutrition and all that stuff. Um, but uh, so I, and I have no idea why. Now, again, I have nothing against Mark. He's actually, I, I personally, the only thing I have is just the fact that he was a bro, somebody who I consider to be a friend and a colleague who we worked together and all of a sudden he does an about face. And I'll be honest with you, Mark has fucking zero credibility when it comes to, I mean, I don't even know if he finished college because I was at Calu. I don't remember him graduating. I, he, may, he may have, I don't know. But it certainly was not in sports medicine or exercise science because that was my major, right? So in terms of supplementation formulation, it's like, okay, that, that can be acquired over a period of time. But when you compare that to somebody who actually went to school and formulate stuff like Jim and actually did research and understand it was like a leading guy in academia, it doesn't compare. And so right now what's happened is, is that there's so many people out there who've acquired a great platform. I'm not, again, not taking anything away from Mark or anybody else, but there's a lot of people out there saying, oh, I'm a sports nutrition guy. I'm gonna tell you all about supplements. Let me tell you, you know what they're doing? They read the fucking journals based on the research that's being funded by a lot of these companies who sell ingredients, you know? So I'll give you a perfect example, okay? Carnison, they are the branded form of beta alanine. We, we've used them for years. What they do is that they file for their patent to be able to be the only ones to sell that particular ingredient. And there's a certain amount of time legally in which they have the ownership rights to that patent. And then they fund the research to be done on that ingredient. So they have all the research. So when you talk about beta alanine or you talk about the benefits, unless you're using their branded form, you can't necessarily state the research, right? But those are published research journals. I mean, th th that's, the, that's the research that comes out says, hey, take X amount of beta alanine, you know, and it even started off, there was a research study, I think it was done in, gosh, it was 98 or 2001 or something like that. If it was back in the day that said 1.8 grams of beta alanine is all you need, right? And then new study comes out by Carnison. Oh, now you need, you know, 2.8. New study comes out on oh, 93.2. And that's not saying that that's not accurate because the way that that particular ingredient works is that over a period of time, your, mu your muscles hit a saturation point. We actually did a whole entire program. Mikey put it together. You put it together. Remember that? Remember the 28 days oh, to yeah. redemption? Yep, that was a fun one. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So um, Mikey can tell you about that. But like we did this whole thing to where uh, there was research that came out from Carnison that said, after a 28 day period, you're at this particular dose of taking beta alanine. I, I don't remember what the, the research they were leaning into at that time. It, it might've been the 3.2 study, but um, after 28 days of continued use, your muscles are fully saturated to where, you know, and that's the whole point. So a daily dose doesn't necessarily matter in the sense of how much you're taking because a lot of it can be based on tolerance because beta alanine, as you guys know, it makes your skin itch and you kind of get the paresthesia. Some people don't like that feeling, but over continued use. So some, if you're taking smaller doses of beta alanine, it means that it might take a longer period of time for your muscles to become fully saturated. 
but I, I forget the dose that they were using. I have to go back. I don't want to be inaccurate here, but that was our whole thing. Remember the 28 days for redemption. So what do they do? They came to Stepani and they said, we need a program that, and actually it was, it was my idea. It was our idea. We said, Hey, why don't we do a program saying, here's a 28 day workout program. And if you take pre-gym and post-gym after 28 days, here's the study that's going to say you're going to be fully saturated along with this program, you're going to get results. And we launched it on muscle and fitness, put a ton of work into it. Um, yeah. Flew out Connor Davis from Birmingham iron and all that. that yeah, fun. that's yeah. right. And I got the athlete. Yeah. That was a good shoot. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. You, all I know is that these guys put in a tremendous amount of work into it. But my point is, is that there's real research out there done by people who've actually been in the lab to do it. Like Patrick Arnold. I don't know if you guys know who Patrick Arnold is. No, not familiar. So Patrick Arnold was another guy. Now he is a 100%. Like that dude is a chemist. You know, he was, he's literally was in the lab creating stuff. So he's a guy who pretty much invented the pro hormone. Mm, okay. Right. So that, that was, I mean, he's done so much. He, he was also the one who brought, uh, it, it was basically a stimulant. Okay. Um, I wish Vince was here because he could correct me. I mean, this is the reason why Jim's a scientist, guys. This is the reason why I don't get out there talking about supplements and saying I'm an expert and all that because I have probably way more experience than most of these people out there getting on a mic and talking about ingredients. And all they're doing is they're just, it's like they're cheating on a test. They're just saying, in my opinion, on beta alanine, is this research study at 3.2 grams done here? That's all they do. It's not like they truly understand, especially when it comes down to actual application of use, right? And you guys know that. I mean, what's Jim's position, Mikey, when it comes down to research versus like studies done on ingredients and practical application? Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'll shut up. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, just from, from my standpoint and what I've heard from him, it's just he, yes, the theory is important, but he puts it in his body for a reason because he has to test it himself. Just like that's how the products were made for this organization. He didn't make pre-gym because he read it on a byline. He said, okay, I like this research. Let me make sure it actually works. And then he would apply it himself. And how many versions of different uh, things we had, PK, for pre-gym X? Pre-gym X, we have like 30 or 40 different versions. It's, a, it's quite a lot, to be honest I'd with say you. We're probably at 70 now. <laughs> but we, we need it. It's something ridiculous. We, 70? Yeah. And what's, no? what's cool no, is, that's changed. is yeah, it's getting higher. Yeah, it's getting uh, higher. The, the thing is because he does modular... Um, Basically, basically what he's doing is it's kind of interesting. He's separating out the product by uh, benefits, right? So right. in neurotropics, you have your pumps and all that, right? So for us at the organization, it's fun because we get to test all these different beneficial aspects of it. Jim takes the data and then he crafts, you know, hopefully our iron horse here. But uh, exactly, it's fun. It's a good process. Well, and, and that's it. I, I really wish you had a fucking third mic, man. Really, <laughs> like, we'll get it. We'll get it. God, dude. Coming a, to you next time. A pain in the I mean, we, you know, Mikey, get on that. Right uh, away. You got it, Chief. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, so if you guys actually look at some of these guys and not to take anything away from them, because again, there's no harm in just trying to help people. And I get that because that's how we started. But like that model that came out, all I'm saying is just, it goes back to the misinformation and the disinformation. Okay. It's that we started authentically, look at my background, look at Jim's background, and it's pretty solid, you know. Pick up a magazine. Right, exactly. There, there, there's the, the story behind how this brand got started and the direction that we headed in, it really changed the industry. And, and I'll take a lot of the, 
you know, credit for the team here because everybody here understands that number one, like what's our company ethos, Mikey? Do the right thing. Right. And what does doing the right thing mean, PK? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, I thought I broke that idea. <laughs> you put me on the spot. Doing the softball. Thi- yeah, doing the things that you don't want to do, right? And so a lot of times we don't want to go through 70 iterations of something, right? right? Um, because it's, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a time suck. And the how fast brands are coming to market with certain things you kind of feel like you can get behind the eight ball, right? Because they might quote unquote, especially now, because we we really made a pivot, especially in the pre-workout space about, you know, giving a foundation of ingredients that should be used in pre-workout. So now it'd be hard pressed to find a pre-workout that could ever even compete back in the day with like the C4s, the Jack, the 1MRs, hardly any of them are, are, you know, small scoops. And if they are, they make more of a case of like, which they should be. It's like, this is more of a stimulant feeling versus like something that, you know, is a fully dose Lamborghini pre-workouts. And I think that's what you're starting to see. I think that's where the industry should go. And I, I said it, you know, many years ago, I'm like, look, I don't have a problem with a brand. And, and I, I was doing a podcast. I think it was with a uh, stack.com. And he's like, you know, what do you think about, um, some of these other brands with some of these other products. I'm like, look, dude, I'm not going to shit on any one product. Okay. I just think that those brands have to be honest about the intent in the use of those products, right? Like if you're going to take, you know, C4, like just understand, like there's different versions of C4, right? But the only a couple. Yeah. Right. They got like nine, but the reason why they have that many is because they had to transition because of us. Right back then, it was just they had one formula, maybe like two. One was like a C4 stream and more nootropics or whatever it is, but they didn't contain ingredients like the beta alanine at the right dose, the creatine, uh, the betaine, the citrulline. Um, uh, what, what am I missing here? Uh, BCAAs, right? Um, and so that's where I think we've standardized, like we call them the five must have ingredients. Does that mean that a product that doesn't have those ingredients is a shit product? No, it just means know what you're getting. Sometimes it could come down to price point. Sometimes it could be like, all right, I got fucking 30 bucks, dude. Right. right? Are you going to get a 30 server pre-gym for 30 bucks? Nope. So what are we saying to those consumers? Fuck you. You can't, can't do it. Right. There's, it's just know what you're getting. Like if you got the wallet to go ahead and compare, it's like shopping for the type of car you want. Exactly. Right. I mean, PK is, you know, he really likes automobiles. He really, you know, he's, he's kind of a gadgety <laughs> guy. So it's like PK wants the car with the spoiler and like the ejection seats and, and, and the rims right. and right. Cause we're in fast and furious now, aren't we now? Don't you? <laughs> Ejecto Cito yeah, cuz. Yeah. I love that line. I think the best thing that this company did for all of us is made you look at the label Uh, from like a food standpoint, supplement standpoint. I couldn't tell you when I was like 17, 16, one time I cared or even thought about it. Well, they usually don't. At that age, we would just, oh yes, take it, go for it. Um, I mean, like you said, NX was in the gym, all that fun stuff. Um, But now it's, it makes you take a step back, look at it, maybe research people behind it. Because like I said, it's our engine, it's our bodies and we got to take care of that. Um, and it's noticeably different for me when I have something that's just made to be a stimulant and all that fun stuff or 
having actual nutrients.